Welcome to the Janine Boland Show, where we share tips from around the globe as we guide practical people with their finances using money tips, increase their incomes through side businesses, and maintain their sanity by staying in their creative zone. Hello, Janine Boland here, and welcome to today's show that is loaded with quality content on transformation and business savvy. The Janine Boland Show is a syndicated program of four podcast programs that were combined in October of 2021. Up to that point, my team and I have been running four separate podcasts called The Three-Minute Money Tips, The Thriving Solopreneur, The Writer's Hour, Creative Conversations, and The Practical Mystic Show. If you're one of our listeners that has followed us through the syndication process, we just want to give a shout out to you today and say thank you, thank you, thank you. We appreciate it when you subscribe to us, especially when you subscribe to The Janine Boland Show. We know you've been following us, and we just wanted to say we appreciate you. Now, today, we are highlighting an incredible author that encapsulates what it means to be a servant leader. As you know, I'm interviewing 99 authors this year to receive their guidance and perspective on how you can get your message, your story, or your memoir out into the world. But today's upcoming guest served in the Marine Corps, developed a love for the world. He has visited over 30 countries, was a keynote speaker in a dozen of them, including Cuba, Kenya, Uganda, and Bosnia, and Indonesia, just to name a few. Now, after 20 years in the ministry, he felt called upon to help people with business development and growth. Not only that, he loves being a grandparent, traveling, Ford Broncos, stock car racing, and he serves as a chaplain to his local race community. Welcome to the show, Robert Peterson. Wow, Janine, you made me sound amazing. Of course you are. Of course you're amazing. People don't come on the show unless they're doing incredible things. And you definitely are the epitome of the servant leader. You and your wife both just, it's incredible what you guys do. Tell us the cover, the, the name of your book. I forgot to add that. Uh, the Entrepreneur Mindset Shift, Growth Characteristics of Success. Yeah, Growth Characteristics of Success. And you definitely have nailed that, the two of you. So talk to me a little bit about, you know, when you first started becoming an author, okay, so it's one thing to be running around the world, giving out keynote addresses and all that, and then you go to start writing what you know into a format like that. So what was that writing process like for you? Um, so actually, for me, it was it was fairly quick. I made the decision uh, on Christmas weekend that uh, I didn't have any appointments on my calendar. I had two one-hour spots between Christmas and New Year's taken on the calendar. And so I said, well, I guess it's time to write my book. And so I committed to writing 6,000 words a day each day that week. And we pushed a little into the the New Year's weekend because it was a three-day weekend, of course, with New Year's and Christmas falling on the weekends. Um, And we pushed through that weekend. And on January 5th, I was speaking to a publisher. Fabulous. And that's one of the things I like to tell writers is sometimes people think that it takes years and years for you to write a book. And sometimes it's just like, you know, it's time to write, get your butt in the chair, start writing because it needs to happen. So well done. So did you decide to write under a pen name or did you write under your legal name? I I wrote under my legal name with my middle initial because I own the domain. (laughs) that's always helpful (laughs) well every author you you have that opportunity right you have that moment where you're like do I use my name do I use a pseudonym there's that moment and then a lot of times nonfiction authors are like nope I need people to find me and they they use their regular name I find 
that fictional authors are the ones that like, maybe I can hide because that way if the book really stinks, (laughs) people won't find me. So it's kind of cute how that happens. So did you have a marketing background before you started writing your book? I mean, did you get into marketing somehow? Not really. I mean, I've obviously been marketing my business. I've been a a solopreneur now for um, since 2018. So last, you know, four years. So, so I had been developing (laughs) some knowledge in marketing and, uh, and and I think the book is just adding to that. Right. So what, what was the biggest surprise to you about having to market your book, the process of marketing, the process of publishing? What was one of the big surprises? I mean, I think it just added, it added to what we're creating. I don't like the word omnipresence because of my relationship with the Lord, but the idea in marketing of being everywhere, like, like the insurance companies and the just the, the the brand names that you know, right? You you'll see you'll see them on billboards, you'll see hear them on the radio, you'll you'll see them on a TV commercial, um, and of course for us in our little small world of entrepreneurship, uh, billboards and TV commercials are not in the picture yet, and so um, having that presence in in all the places where people are where our ideal clients are. You know, looking around and and trying to find information, trying to be in those places so that they find find us right or they see us multiple multiple times because that's the reality in this world today is is they just need to see you and then and they need to want to check you out and they need to be able to google and and see that your website confirms oh yeah oh look he's on youtube oh he's got these podcasts oh he's an author too let's check out his book and see what people are saying about his book. And so I think all of those things add to a level of expertise and authority that comes together to say, okay, this person's really doing something in the world and making an impact. Maybe, and I, and I like what they're saying, so maybe maybe they can help me too. And so, what surprised you then in the process of trying to get out onto all these platforms and publishing your book? What was your biggest surprise in all that? I, I, I mean, obviously, it's just slower. It's slower than you want it to be although <laughs> although I will say I think with the podcast and the network that that the podcast has created the authorship has just added to it and it feels like there's it feels like there's more momentum there than there was you know with just the podcast alone and so the two the two in my mind together are are very powerful it kind of has a one two punch to it when you have the book and the podcast doesn't it yeah. indeed so what would you change if you started marketing your book today, knowing what you know now? I always like to ask authors this because there is a learning curve, right? And then you kind of find your footing. So how would you change your marketing if you were marketing today? Uh, well, I, I don't know that I would change anything in what I've done with this just because of the decision to write this book came so late. And then I found a publisher that published at the same speed that I was already working which, which I appreciate because I know that uh, success loves speed and, and the momentum created by, by just doing it, just getting it out there, getting the book finished, not making sure it's not perfect. Um, there's, there's, you know, there's editorial errors that, that we can continue to correct as, as we go, but each set of printing, you know, we're getting it a little bit better, but the fact that the product was, was good enough at, at one point to put it out there and just keep rolling um, rather than this long drawn out, you know, a standard publishing house is one to two years to get a book out. 
some other, you know, hybrid publishing, you know, six months sometimes. And of course, self-publishing, you can shove it out there pretty fast if you choose to. Um, and I found a hybrid publisher that that was you know, essentially helping me self-publish, but the, but they're providing some services. And we found an editor that, that helped us get through it and uh, make it better than it was. Um, the biggest thing we did was I, I sent it to my first, my 10 friends, first 10 business associates first that said, just, just make sure I'm not going to look like an idiot. <laughs> so, right? so that way I didn't have to use a pen name. <laughs> right. Because you weren't worried about the quality. No, I get it. I, there's always that fear factor. <laughs> yeah. And so, so, but I think for the next book, I'd like to have some more lead up, right. I'd like to have um, more time to talk about the process. Like, Hey, I'm writing, you know, talking about this chapter. What, what should we talk about in there and getting more of my community's involvement and, and more, you know, just more momentum as we're, as we're building up towards a book release. We've mentioned this several times to me, not only when I've been on your podcast, but also on this one, Success Loves Speed. Where did you pick that one up? I don't know if I picked it up or or it just adopted me. <laughs> right? Yeah. I didn't mean to put you on the spot, but it's, I've heard it enough from you that I'm like, okay, dude, where did this come from? How did you do this? Because sometimes... Uh, as an entrepreneur, you also have to know when to slow your little butt down because you're going so fast, you're not enjoying the journey. And part of entrepreneurship is enjoying the journey, but success does love speed too. Yeah. So I, I describe it as those first couple of years of pushing a rock up a hill and not, and not uh, a small rock, right? The big no. rock that requires your entire force. And, <laughs> and when you're first starting out, you're pushing that rock and, and gosh, some days it just feels like that rock doesn't go anywhere. But there's a point, right? That tipping point over the top where the rock starts to take off and picks up some speed. And but also there's there's that point where if you're not keeping up with the rock and you grab on, you get rolled over the top of it because and and that's where you do have to know, wait, whoa, we're going way too fast. We've lost a little bit of control. And so there is that momentum. I think just momentum and relationships multiply and there's some exponential factors that happen in there um, but it takes motion right this is this is a, a, a spiritual element of of business like money that the more you're using it the more you're moving it movement is required <laughs> and so the authorship for me was really about I, I want to push this movement and I want to push this information out as fast as I can and and just take advantage of the fact that we can the one thing independent publishers can do is is do it quickly yes <laughs> and, and, and so, that is so, brilliant so let's take advantage of the fact that we can do it quickly and make sure that the marketing is matching the writing and is matching the process to to multiply the speed rather than you know well we're going to stop it here oh no we're going to take a break here <laughs> <laughs> and so it's been, it's, you know, the, the process has been interesting, you know, the pieces that you don't think of, you know, the very first thing the publisher asked me is, you know, who have you, have you thought about anyone to write your forward? And of course, you know, my little brain, I'm like, well, my wife would love to do that for me. She'll say really good things about me, but it won't help my marketing very much. <laughs> and so that really, that was the first step outside of the box. And, and, you know, the first the first person I asked, you know, they're too busy that they'd love to do it, but they quit doing those years ago because they're just too, it's just too much of a burden. And then the second person I asked was, 
hemming and hawing. They never said no. So I was like, oh, I'm on the hook. I think they'll do it. It'd be okay. And then I, I woke up in the middle of the night one night and I said, you know, in my business, I've made the decision that if it's not a hell yes, it's a no. And, and for the first time, I decided that applies to the people that want to, that I'm asking to have, be a part of my life too. And so I was like, well, obviously they're not interested. And if they're not really interested, then they're not going to write a very good forward. And I moved on to somebody else that was far better match for the book and, and really wrote an incredible forward that, that brought tears to my wife's eyes. <laughs> and, and they finished the forward in time for us to get it in print. And so my book went from no book existing on December 25th to having our first 200 copies in print with a forward on February 12th. And that is insanely fast for anybody who cares to, to count the days on that. So talk to us about what worked best for you. I mean, how did you sell the most books? What was something that was super successful in your launch? Uh, so we've done some collaborative, collaborative launches. Um, so, so the first um, two cities that, that we released the book in, we did multiple author launches. So, so there were eight of us in one city, 10 of us in another. And I think, and obviously you get a bigger audience, right? Instead of, you know, me sitting in a little bookstore signing, you know, 10 copies by myself, there's a room full of a hundred people with each author bringing 10 people to sign, sign their books. And so now you get exposure to a hundred people instead of, instead of just 10. And so that's been um, really inspiring and, and creates a, a much better feeling than sitting behind a table at a bookstore by yourself with no one to talk to, right? <laughs> Waiting for people to walk through the front door and somebody, somebody stop at my table and talk to me. Yes, I understand that process. So tell us about what was an epic failure. See, I love to learn, you know, what worked, but I also want to know what didn't work for you. What was something that you tried and you were like, wow, never again? Uh, Facebook ads? <laughs> <laughs> at the level at the level that I, i'm at right at the at this point in in business it's just not there's not enough i can't throw enough money at it to make it worthwhile <laughs> maybe that's the problem i throw just enough at it that it makes it a big hole in my business <laughs> so i see money so, coming out but i don't see anything coming back in with that huh i know that a book funnel is is certainly doable and that a book a book can be a great you know top level funnel uh but but i think it to reach the right people you you really need a good digital marketing company that knows exactly how to nail your niche nail what the book is designed you know the audience the book is trying to reach um, and so I think we'll get there. We're just not there on our own. <laughs> right. I understand that. So tell us the story that, that gets the most laughs from your target audience. You know, every author kind of has that story that they tell their, you know, kind of warm up their audience a little bit before they get to the meat of their, of their talk. So what is the story you like to tell on yourself? So I, I talk a lot about how entrepreneurship is, is like learning a language and, and you have to be willing to fail. And so I tell a story about uh, nine keys and, and the idea that, that, you know, we, we left our keys somewhere in a public place. And so we're sure somebody's going to break into our house because they have our keys now. And so call the locksmith and just insist, I need nine keys, nine keys. I want nine keys. I'm sure I want nine keys. I'm so positive that I want nine keys. I'm going to keep telling him that, that I want nine keys. 
the locksmith goes to work on the door and uh it goes to you know makes the makes the first key and 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 says are you sure you want nine keys (laughs) of course (laughs) being young and ambitious yes i want nine keys i'm totally confident um and of course what's happening is that the word nine in Spanish is also the same as the word new, except the ending is one vowel off, basically. And so the pronunciation is simply, instead of nine, it would be you know, uh, new. And so I was asking for new keys. I was confident that I was asking for new keys. Um, but of course, I was really saying nine keys. And <laughs> This locksmith got into it, though. He was kind of funny. He's like, man, I thought you were going to give them to your dog and your cat and your fish. (laughs) (laughs) Yep. We've all been there. We've all had that language issue. Yeah. The truth is you have to be willing to make mistakes or you will never you'll never learn a foreign language. And I think you have to be willing to make mistakes in running a business or you'll never grow your business much beyond where you are and and so that willingness to just do it and that's kind of how the book came about was just a willingness to to do it and and now follow up with it and keep marketing it and putting it out there because yeah the book won't sell itself you can get a book on amazon actually pretty easily like you know i could write a book in a week and put it on amazon and you know what nothing happens (laughs) right (laughs) but it's there And for some people, I think that's what they want, right? They want to say, right. yeah, I wrote a book. I put it on Amazon. For me, it, it was never about writing the book. The book is just, I mean, there's some legacy, I suppose, if, you know, say, hey, I, you know, I got, this was my first book. And, and, but the real idea is that I want people to find this. I want people to, to have access to the information. And, and I really want it to lead people to know what I know. And then if they want more, you know, that's really the way that's going to, the book's going to help build, build my business and create opportunities to connect with, with a much larger audience than, than just networking or, or other business, you know, LinkedIn or, or anything else. Right. I totally agree. So tell us what was the biggest change that you've seen in yourself since you started marketing your book? Uh, I get to write author on my title. That's the biggest change you've had in yourself. All right. Fair, fair enough. Fair enough. I, I, I get more speak. I'm getting more speaking opportunities. Um, yeah. As an, as an author, I, I think that, uh, you know, speaking, not just at, at book launches, but now conferences and events, which I were, I was, I don't know that I was trying very hard, but because of the marketing effort now, I think um, it's creating that, you know, be, be everywhere that your audience is opportunity, which includes conferences. And, and so, so yeah, I think it's, it's, it's opening some doors that, that I didn't know I wanted open. Right. And you're like, wow, check this out. That's kind of cool. Right. So I ask every author this, what are some, like, what are your top five tips that you would give authors when it comes to selling their books? (sighs) When it comes to selling their books, give away a bunch. (laughs) it's the first one um you know we gave away you know we gave away a bunch in the the, of those first 200 partly because we were trying to get endorsements and five-star reviews and so i was collecting endorsements i had a huge advantage in that in that space because of the podcast i had great great people on my podcast 
that were also willing to say, hey, I'll read your book and, and, and send you an endorsement. And so, so I have some pretty heavy hitter endorsements on my book that most first-time authors may not have um, that opportunity, unless they're podcasters. And then I recommend definitely connecting the two, right? I think that's a, a great connection between the podcast and the authorship. Obviously, if there's alignment between your show and your, your, your writing, I assume there typically would be. Um, I think that's really important. But collaboration, um, collaborating with other authors, finding other people that are doing what you're doing and, and work together, right? I, I, there's not competition in my world. And, and so I think we can be partners and we can help each other. And, and if they sell 50 books and I sell 10, man, fantastic. What a, what a great opportunity to, to keep working together. Let's do it again at the next store, at the next place. Um, and, and so I want to, I want to see other people's success. And if we can, you know, be successful together, it creates um, great opportunities. And yeah, just, I think love your book so much that you talk about it a bunch. That is really it, isn't it? It's it's letting people know that you even are an author, that you have books. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So I give away one at every networking event. I give away, um, you know, books when, every chance that I get just so that, that they keep getting out there. And and it's never conditional. Although, hey, if you if you enjoyed the book, write a five-star review. If you can't write a five-star review, let's have a conversation why. So I can learn and be a better author. Yeah, that's true. People really do want us to improve and be successful for the most part. I mean, it's been that way with myself. And and that leads us perfectly to the next question, which is, what is the one thing you most misunderstood about being an author? Like, did you have a preconceived notion going in that you're like, wow, this is not at all what I thought? Um, I don't know that I had a, I had a notion of... of I'd, I'd been a part of a compilation book um, in 2006 and, and that book wasn't marketed at all. Uh, and so, you know, I think each author bought, you know, 10 or 20 copies and, and made sure their mom got one um, and their dad got one. Cause it was about, it was stories about fathers, but um, <laughs> I know that, that, so the marketing, I, I, I recognized when I talked to the, three different publishers I recognized okay marketing is very different from from one publisher to the next and I really hired a publisher who's a marketer not a publisher he's he's a marketer um, social um, social proof creator that happens to print books (laughs) and so it it was a it was a little different but I I found that out before I even went you know made a choice and so I that difference I think is I mean, it's really big because a publisher can print you books. They'll send you 200 of them. They'll pay, you'll make you pay for 200 of them. And, and once you have 200 books sitting in the trunk of your car, you're like, how the heck do I get rid of these things? <laughs> right. And, and if you're committed to just selling them and trying to make a buck on each one, I, I guess for me, the book has never been about making money with the book. It's not about making money as an author. The book is a tool. It's, I think it's a great business card. It's a business card that says, Hey, I can learn about you. I can learn about what you're doing. And, and so I think maybe that's the biggest misconception is the idea that you could make money as an author, a first time author in the nonfiction space. Um, I, I don't, I don't know, maybe you can, <laughs> that's not my expectation or, or experience at this point. 
right? That's not a that's not an area that we were in. So what was the primary thing that was like your biggest reward about being an author? Maybe something you weren't expecting. Uh, so I wrote a story that's actually in a different book that came out at the same time. And, 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 and so just yesterday at our launch, my dad read that story and started crying and just wanted to hug me and say, I didn't know. I didn't know. And wow. I, wrote, I wrote about being bullied up until the eighth grade and the transformation that I made in ninth grade and in, including changing my name. Um, I was called Bobby up until up until the eighth grade through the eighth grade. And then our family made some transitions. And I said, no, my name's Robert. My birth name was Robert. And, and, and I've gone by Robert ever since. And, and my dad always assumed it was because the, the, they nicknamed the car Bobby at the same time, similar time. And, and it had, and I told him over and over, it had nothing to do with the car it had everything to do with, with me and transforming who I was choosing to be in the world. And in that transformation, I, you know, people stopped bullying me and, and my life was completely different. Ninth grade was the best year of, I did not miss a single day of school in ninth grade participated in the football team was lead had the lead role in the school play had you know good great performance in all of my classes that people were wanting to copy off of my work ninth grade was just a it was a completely new new life even though our family had taken a huge step backwards from our dream house to a mobile home <laughs> and so um, it was a huge it was a huge transition but i but i learned that i get control who I get to be in the world. And, and it made a huge difference. Really does when you, when you capture that at that stage of your life. So do you have any parting advice or any last words for our audience? Just, Just do, do it. it. Do it. You get to decide how long it takes you, but you get to decide um, but I've I just even recently heard too many stories, read too many stories about people who are, yeah, they're writing their book. Oh, they're going to write their book. Oh, I'm going to, I'm going to write this book when I retire. I'm going to write this book when, when I finish this or when I do that. And you know what? Tomorrow's not promised. You need to write your book right now and just do it. And, and you don't have to do it in seven days like I did and write 6,000 words a day. But what if you wrote 600 words a day? What if you wrote six words a day? getting getting words down on paper creates momentum creates motion and and you're going to wake up in the middle of the night with ideas and and things are going to start happening in your brain that are going to say i need to include that oh you know what i wrote this seven days but then i added two chapters because my brain wouldn't quit and so you just just do it and and make a decision when you want to have it finished and figure out how many words a day you need to do to make that happen but 100 words you can speak a hundred words in a minute. And so guess what? You can write a book pretty fast at a hundred words a minute. Especially with all the voice to transcription software we have nowadays and everything, there really isn't any, any excuses not uh, to write your book. So you alluded to it a little bit. Tell us about your current project. It was the book that you just recently launched. I was going to let you read the title of that. So the entrepreneur mindset the stories of success uh, and inspiration from entrepreneurs creating abundance. Um, so yeah, we're bringing together 30 entrepreneurs to share their story in a format that, that allows them to, to just write 1500 to 2,500 words instead of <laughs> 30 or 40,000 words. 
And that makes it a lot easier, let me tell you, when you become a part of a project like that. So when can we expect that book to come out? I hope it's July 2022. July of this year. Wonderful. Okay. Anything else you want to share with us before we close up today? Oh, I I had just had a a thought, but (laughs) it fluttered away. Uh, I I just think I want to encourage people to, to really enjoy the process, right? Enjoy the journey and, and make writing part of your journey in, in some way. Even if you never share it with the world, I think writing and putting stories down. Um, my mom is in a memory care facility and her stories are locked up in her head and they'll never come out. Um, and, and I've captured some, I, I sat down with her and I, and I recorded some of those. And now I've made the choice that I will, I will write that book about my mom and, and her story because now dad is still here to help me. And so I need to take advantage of that and, and just, just do that. And so that commitment happened this weekend in, in talking with my sister and these other authors. And so I, I'm committed to getting mom's story out. Um, because I think stories matter. Stories. They really do. They really help people connect in a way that uh, the only thing I know that is better than stories is song music. I've seen music move people together, but stories are basically just the words of songs. So Absolutely. let's go people. <laughs> yeah. and, and, for, and for me that the, that's, that's really what the mindset shift is in entrepreneurs is to help them change the stories they tell themselves, change the stories of their understanding of the world, change the stories of their past and, and not changing the events of the past, but changing the way they tell themselves the story of the past. And so, so much of that can be so powerful for your mind and, and using your mind in ways that most people don't tap into. I want to get my brain out of survival mode and start putting it into success and abundance mode where it was meant to be. Right. Where we are, where we are meant to live. Exactly. Well, thank you so much for your time today as we had you as our spotlighted author, Robert. It was a pleasure. Oh, thank you so much, Dee. It was a really fun conversation. And if you are an author or you know of an author that you would like us to spotlight, please visit our website, authorpodcasting.com, where you will find the 99 Author Project listed. We talk to all authors from all walks of life as we build out book number 12, which is advice from authors to authors that will be published in 2023. And this is Janine Boland signing off with you today and all of us here at The Eight Gates that produces The Janine Boland Show. We wish you a wonderful week and we encourage you to get your message, your story, or your knowledge out into the world and make it a better place, just like these authors that we're interviewing this year. We'll see you again next week. And until then, keep sharing what you know with others. Keep shining that light that is you. And don't forget to go out today and just do something for yourself that's just plain fun. We'll see you next week. Thank you for listening to The Janine Boland Show. Be sure to subscribe to our show notes by going to thejanineboland.show.com where you'll find additional resources as well as the opportunity to sign up to receive our program in your email each week. Be sure to visit our sponsor at the8gates.com. Eight